My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone. You are live with Domini Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've got a great show for you today. I'm joining you from the mountains of North Carolina, where we are having uh, a bit of a blizzard, actually, a little bit of a late blizzard on this uh, spring equinox day. And, uh, and it's, 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 uh, it's blowing out there. It's snow coming down. I don't know if you can see it in the background or not, but, um, but it's been a, a fantastic day of, of, blizzarding here in the mountains, which has been really quite wonderful. So it's been great to, uh, to sort of have that last, last gasp of, of winter before spring kind of sets in. So thank you so much for joining me here today. My name is Domini Drew. And today I'm, I'm really quite, I'm really quite excited about the topic that we're going to talk about today. The topic that I, uh, that I wrote up for today is how positive thinking is, rather than helping you achieve that relationship that you want, could actually be keeping you from it, okay? And this I love because it's really, um, you know, positive thinking is a huge trend right now, law of attraction, it has been for several years, and it's just, um, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a huge phenomenon. And what I've found, you know, I've, I've studied this work for about 15 years, and what I've found is that there's huge amounts of misconceptions in it, okay? So people end up you know, working really hard, trying to think positively, trying to do the law of attraction, and they just fall flat and nothing ever actually changes in their lives. So I'm going to go into some detail about that in just a minute. And first, I'll just take some time and explain a little bit about who I am and what I do. So my name is Dominique Drew. I run a business called The Art of Attraction. You can read more about it at DominiDrew.com. And I'm also at Dominique Drew on Instagram and also on Twitter at the same handle, at Domini Drew. And uh, it's a little bit of an unusual name. So it's spelled D-O-M-I-N-E-Y. And the last name is D-R-E-W. So please feel free to join the conversation. You can access me on Twitter. You can uh, reach out to me on Instagram, or you're welcome to, to visit my Facebook page, uh, which is where I, I do these Facebook Lives. I have a video of the, the you know, radio show that I record. And, uh, and I'd really like to be able to connect there. So please feel free to join me and ask any questions or give any feedback that you have, as I always really like to hear from people. And uh, uh, up in here at the top of the Facebook Live page here, I have a, um, I hope I just realized I left a number off of the phone number here to call in, but you are welcome to call in if you'd like. And the number for that is 708, there we go, that's fixed. 793-7769. And so please feel free to call in if you have questions. I'm always happy to take your calls. 
and, um, and, you know, and answer them, answer questions as best I can. So, um, so in my business, you know, I, I help single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And I, I special in, specialize in men for a few different reasons. Um, but the work that I do is not particular to men per se. Okay. What I'm really working on is the deeper levels of the psyche. Okay. Of the subconscious, um, and how that works, uh, for you and against you. Okay. And, and this is actually relevant to our topic today. You know, what people tend to do is they do everything right. Okay. They do everything they think they're supposed to do. They read all the books or they do, you know, a Tony Robbins workshop or they, um, read another book, <laughs> they listen to podcasts and their lives just don't change. Okay. I'm sure you know people like that. People who are so well intentioned and, and want help so badly and they're, they're comfortable admitting that they need help and they're, you know, they've, they've got all the right pieces in place and they just don't get the results. So, um, the reason for that is that there are underlying beliefs, okay, that you carry in your system. Okay, they're deeply in your subconscious. Sometimes, you know, there are varying levels of depth of your subconscious, actually. There's, you know, I could say, oh, you know, you, you may have difficulty trusting women. And some people who hear that might go, oh, that's definitely me, which is pretty close to being conscious. You know, you, you know that's something that you do. But I could say, oh, you have difficulty, you know, trusting women. And you may say, that's absolutely not me. Mm-mm. Nope. But then if you dig a little bit and you go down a little bit, then, you know, sometimes that can really reveal a lot. Okay. So, you know, so I, I, I work with men. Um, I help them see how they're subconsciously holding themselves back from what they want. Okay. And this is incredibly powerful work. And I'm absolutely, you know, if you've read my, um, if you've, you know, read my posts or you, you watch this my radio show often, you will know how much I love my work. Um, I've trained extensively in you know, personal development work and spiritual psychology and energy healing, really all of these levels that, that, that really, that really sort of where the rubber meets the road, you know, you can do a lot of work where, you know, you sort of, you work maybe with a, with a therapist. And I think everyone should work with a therapist. There's, you know, <laughs> absolutely cannot hurt. If there's anything that could be improved in your life, you know, then therapy is, is the way to go. And finding the right person is also important. So when you're there, you know, when you're working with someone and you're, um, you know, you're starting to, to peel back those layers, you're starting to see what's underneath the surface, you should be, you know, you know most people will move forward quite quickly. You know, I get pretty significant results in my work um, because I get right to the point, you know. So I've had, you know, I've had clients come to me and say, yeah, you know, I saw a therapist for, you know, a couple of years and I didn't really notice any difference. So I stopped and I thought a couple of years, you spent a couple of years doing something that didn't have, you know, show you a whole lot of results. There is no need. If you're not getting results from your therapy sessions, find a different therapist, you know, find someone you not just like, remember they're not your friend that, but that gets results for you, you know? The, the men that I work with, they want results, okay? The people who tend to be drawn to work with me, uh, I have noticed, uh, <laughs> they're, they're ready to move, okay? Because I move people. I'm like, great. Do you want to keep doing this thing you've been doing for 20 years? Or do you want to shift this? And it's an honest question. It's not a, obviously, you want to shift this. Some people don't. And that's just fine. What's important, though, 
is that is that you're you know you, you kind of know where you are with this all right so if you're single and you can't seem to attract anyone that's that's you know really powerfully doing it for you great look directly at what's holding you back okay because there's there's some place and this is incredibly common and just about every human does it there's some place in which you're working against yourself okay if there's something that you want anything success finances love health um uh, community creativity purpose you know all these sorts of things which sort of unify us as as humanity um and you're and you you don't have it then there's some place in you that's working against yourself okay some part of you wants that and some part of you doesn't so what i help people do is i help them find the part of them that doesn't and transform it and then boom they're they're able to go straight straight ahead towards what they want and so that's how i'm able to oh and 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 the way that i do that you know i'm working on the the psychological right and i'm but i'm also working physical okay mental emotional um energetic and spiritual in addition to psychological so there's all these levels on which I'm, I'm addressing the problem and that's why the, the results that I get are so, you know, are, are so significant because I'm addressing it head on. Okay. No beating around the bush and I'm not really going to let people off super easy. And it's not, you know, like it's a harsh process. It can be very gentle, but it's, but the intention is there, you know, to create the result. And so what I notice in people who sort of lean heavily on positive thinking or on, you know, the law of attraction um, is that they're really well-intentioned. They want what they want. You know, if you're using the law of attraction to find a relationship, you know, the people that I know who do that are deeply, deeply lonely. You know, they want help. Um, and so they turn this to this law of attraction and it just ends up kind of a little bit falling flat. So why is that? Okay. So this is about, you know, why positive thinking may not actually get you the relationship you want and may actually be holding you back for it. Okay. So the first thing is, you know, again, this is a trend, right? So everyone assumes that positive thinking is kind of like the way forward. Um, and I, and I don't want to dishonor it here, um, because it has a place. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to go into this in more detail, but I want to say this up front because I'm not, obviously I'm not anti-positive thinking. Okay. Positive thinking is great. Um, positive thinking can, can potentially create, um, a lot of shift in, in where you are currently or in the thoughts that are keeping you where you are currently, okay? It can go pretty far to, to exchange that. The problem happens when, um, okay, let me come back to the problem in just a second. Let me finish this. So, so, so it's sort of a trend, right? Law of attraction is extremely popular. And, you know, if you, people sort of say, if you have a positive mindset, good things will just come. Okay, like it's magic. And, and it, it can be magical. There's magic in my work. Magic is not a thing that is not real. <laughs> magic can be absolutely pointed to on a regular basis. So it's not the magic part. It's like, you know, this, this huge trend. How many people do you know who have actually achieved this? Okay, how many people do you know personally who have transformed their lives through the law of attraction and through positive thinking? You know, who are now wealthy and happy and and have beautiful relationships and only use this method because i personally don't know any and this is my field right I'm, I'm i've been in this field for you know between 15 and 20 years okay 
So here's what usually happens, okay? People are attracted to positive thinking, law of attraction type of type of programs, right? And what they're doing is, is they're looking for shortcuts, okay? They want sort of a, a quick fix, a, I don't really want to go into the details. I just kind of want to get the result. This is completely natural, okay? If I could, you know, create a pill that, um, if I could create a pill that, you know, gave you the love of your life and was 100% guaranteed to work, will you take it? Fuck yeah, you take it. I take it. Who wouldn't take it? That's a great thing. <laughs> if that were, if that's real, that's a great thing, right? The problem comes when that's just not a thing. Okay. Again, because of these, these parts of yourself that are working against yourself. Okay. And we're going to circle back around to this in a minute. But the magic pill thing is, is just not a thing. It's just not real. Okay. Which is not to say that it can't be incredibly effective. Okay, or incredibly fast. Okay, I've seen people make massive life changes and I've made them myself in a moment, in a fraction of a moment. Okay, and my life absolutely from that point on went in a different direction. Okay, like a, you know, like a, like a refraction, like it hit the pool ball, hit another one, and then boom, it was off a different direction. Okay, and that has absolutely happened to that, I know, to happen to me a number of times. So it can be very fast. It can be, um, you know, sometimes instantaneous and incredibly magical, but it's not a shortcut. Okay. There's a, there's a really important difference there that I really want to make sure that I communicate to you. Um, so, and, and it's very natural for people to want that. Okay. And so they naturally look for the shortcut, positive thinking or law of attraction sounds like a great short, shortcut. All I have to do is wish for it and it happens. That's great. Right. But the problem is that they don't understand the problem. Right? They don't know what's holding them back. And so what they do is they hear a simple solution and they just jump for it without thinking too much. Right? And so, so they, they sort of get overexcited, they jump on it, and then, you know, it, then it, it fails and they kind of, you know, usually they kind of collapse again, okay, or get, or get uh, discouraged, okay? So people get excited at the idea that they can fix their apparently insurmountable problem without doing any real work, right? I mean, this, this is like the ideal situation. <laughs> so I'd be excited too. And if this worked, it would be awesome. And I would be all for it. Again, I'm results-based, okay? If, if, you know, this type of thing worked, and I mean, worked for the average person, not that it's never worked ever, but, you know, worked for, for, most of the people who try it or enough that is sort of a, you know, a significant uh, percentage, then that would be fantastic. And my, my business would be built around that. But instead, um, you know, I've, I've built my practice around the most effective method that I have found in 20 years of research. Okay. I have changed my life, you know, through the method that I use. I have um, you know, my, my, Inner life is completely different. My outer life is totally different. Um, you know, I've, I'm running the business that I was trying to start for about a decade. Um, you know, I'm suddenly I'm, I'm happier and successful. I'm, you know, living this life that I look around and I go, oh my God, I can't believe this is my life. That happens to me on a regular basis now. And it used to be, I hated, hated everything. I hated my, you know, my terrible low self-esteem and 
and um, just just huge amount of of um, negative self talk in my head, and I was miserable all the time, and it was just you know it was just a complete one eight. So, um, so you know, and I've used that method just you know over and over and over again, and it's 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 you know I've seen it work in thousands of people. So I want to say again, so this this isn't this isn't a bash on law of attraction work. Okay. It can be helpful. And if you're using other things, it can be useful. Okay. Or in positive thinking, both can produce results within certain circumstances and both are well-intentioned, very well-intentioned. And, you know, fundamentally both are based on elements of truth. They are. Okay. The law of attraction, if you look at it objectively, um, is, is, is true. You know, you know, a, a certain vibration does attract a similar vibration. You, you will actually bring that in, okay? But, but again, I ask, how many people do you know personally who have transformed their lives? Real, actual change, lasting therapeutic change through the law of attraction or through positive thinking, right? So what is that disconnect there, okay? The disconnect is that it's not the whole story. Okay, it's a lot more complex than either of those two things make it out to be, right? So you'll hear people sort of oversimplifying the law of attraction and saying, oh, duh, duh, if I just, you know, imagine it, it will appear before me. You know, people are sort of making fun of it. Um, and that's sort of an oversimplification of the law of attraction. The, the, the problem is that it's, it's while it's, it's based in truth, okay, and while it can produce results, it usually doesn't because it's it's oversimplified itself. Okay, it's already um, it it leaves out a lot. All right, you're a human being. You are you know physical being, mental, emotional, psychological. You're you know you have you have thoughts, you have energy, you have intention, you have um, you know you have all these different sort of layers to you as a as a human as a being. Okay, and a lot of a lot of complexity happens on all of those layers, and so if you ever say, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, think and it's gonna happen," well, you know, if 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 no level in your system is blocked, okay, if you do not have an issue in this area, let's say you want you decide one day you want to be successful, okay, you're gonna attract lots of money into your life, and for me, being successful is making as much money as you want doing what you love. Okay, that's sort of my idea of success in my head. But whatever yours is, it's fine. So, so if you, you know, you decide that that's something that you want, you have zero issues. You have zero issues around getting what you want. You have zero issues around money, around finances. You didn't pick up on any childhood wounding when you were, when you were a kid from your parents talking about money. I mean, if this is a completely clean topic for you and nothing is blocking it at all, then you will manifest it like that, period. That is how sort of at your core you work as a person, okay? You decide what you want and it, like, it happens. So if it doesn't, that means something's in the way, okay? Is that making sense so far? So, so again, at, at its core, is the law of attraction true? Absolutely. Sure. Is it useful? <laughs> It depends if you have any issues, and nearly all of us do, then 
you'll work, you'll be working against yourself and it won't happen. You'll get frustrated. And it looks like the thing itself is failing. It looks like the positive thinking. So that's why I wanted, I really wanted this to be the topic today because, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they pursue this path and they don't understand why it doesn't work. Okay. Over and over and over again. And they end up sort of, you know, hitting their head against the wall and not, and not really creating any, any real change. Okay. So what's the solution? So as I said before, it's not the positive thinking is bad. Obviously it's great and certain situations, it can really help. Okay. The problem is that people take it too far and this happens in, in, in two ways. Okay. One is um, that they assume that that's all they need to do. Okay. This is the, the shortcut method. They get lazy and they want to take a shortcut. And so to avoid going through all the, the pain that, of, of actually addressing their issue head on, they, they, they turn to positive thinking and it's a way of, um, of avoidance. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a subtle form of denial. Can you see that? Um, let's use an example. So, um, you know, the, the, some, some of the men who come to me have tried a lot of different methods before they join my program. Okay. I have an eight week, uh, training program where, um, you know, this, the single goal is to, you know, to teach you how to attract that, that ideal woman that you really want to be with. Okay. That's, that's, that's the goal. So, <laughs> so some guys will come to me and they will have tried everything. They've been to Tony Robbins. They've been to, um, you know, to, to spiritual, they've done meditation. They've done you know, light healing. They've done, um, you know, psychologists, they've, they've tried, you know, the whole sort of spectrum of, of how to change yourself, right? And nothing will work, okay? Because none of the methods that I just went to, I mean, a number of them, you know, tried to work them out from a different angle, will really sort of address head-on what the problem is. So, so they'll come to me and they'll say, you know, I've, I've tried everything and I, you know, I want to I try this too. And what they're, what they're doing, you know, and I know a lot of people like this is they'll go from one, they'll go from one program to another. Oh, I'm going to do a workshop on this and I'm going to do a, uh, you know, a, a retreat at over here. And I'm going to do this person's eight week course and this person's year long course, all these things, but they're not getting any results. You know, I talk to people and I go, so this is interesting. What are you getting out of this? Like, is it solving your problem or are you just doing process work for the sake of doing process work, which itself is fine as long as you know that you're just doing process work for the sake of doing process work, okay? Because if you think that you're going to get your problem solved, but really you're just sort of, you know, playing around or, or trying to get more information, because what's happening on a subtle level sometimes with these people who are doing all sorts of courses and programs and workshops is they're doing more training to avoid actually solving the problem. Okay? They don't actually want to solve the problem. They want to learn more. They want to try to solve the problem. That's more, that's more fun, or it's safer, or it's what they think they can handle, or it's what they think is possible, or maybe it's what they think they deserve. So... So what's really, what's, what's really important, as you can see, I mean, I'm using example of people who are going to spiritual workshops, to personal development workshops, self-help workshops, 
to better themselves and it's still a defense. Can you see? You know, my, my, my friend who goes, to, who goes to these sorts of things all the time and doesn't really get a whole lot of change out of it, but she loves to do it. And I realized this at some point, I realized, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a defense in a way. She doesn't actually want to improve because to improve, you have to go deep. And to skip around and do workshops with whole bunches of different people, you don't tend to go deep. So you can see how she's looking like she's trying to solve a problem, but she's really not. So it's really quite, it's really quite fascinating, sort of the subtle levels. And so it's the same thing here. It's like, oh, I definitely want to solve my problem. I'm going to positive think my way all the way through it. But what, what probably needs to happen is that you need to go deep. And you may need to go dark. And that's okay, because part of you is dark. Do you know that? Do you know that you have darkness in you? Because a lot of people, I think, are kind of afraid to face that truth. And it doesn't matter whether it's faced or not, it is a truth. You have both light and darkness within you. And that's great. Who wants to be all light all the time? Boring. I would want to be all happiness and joy all the time. I want to be, you know, and, and dark, you know, we also sort of as, as, as humans, we kind of put these labels on things, right? Like, or sort of assumptions behind things like um, dark is bad and light is good. Okay. Is dark always bad? Is light always good? So even in these sort of subtle ways, like, oh, I have darkness in me. Oh, that must be bad. Why? What about people who are friendly and cheerful all the time, no matter how they really feel inside? That's kind of light, but it's not authentic, is it? You know, I used to be a horrendous people pleaser. Horrendous people pleaser. I would, I would, um, you know, I didn't even care how I felt. I would be happy and cheerful all the time for other people because I, I needed them to love me, right? So the, so the underlying uh, the underlying belief there was, was kind of negative in nature, right? But it came out in this sort of happy, joyful way. It's not real joy. It's a mess. It's one of the things we study in my, uh, in my course. So... <clears throat> So, so, so light and dark, you know, are, are not necessarily what you think they are. Pretty much nothing is necessarily what you think it is. It's really quite remarkable if you, uh, if you look at it objectively, how much, uh, how much can really, when you look at it objectively, you know, how, how much we really see inaccurate. It's quite considerable. So, so yeah, so, so just to the idea that you may have darkness in you, and what does that mean? And can that be okay? Because see, when I hear dark, I think that that's a positive thing for me. You know, I think darkness, ooh, get excited right away. I think intimacy, okay, seduction, depth, richness. I think of the, the deep kind of levels of your being, your pelvis, right? In, the, in, your, in your deep, deep in your belly. Right, the sort of like, you know, rich areas of sexuality and creativity and um, and power, 
you know, and all that's extremely attractive, you know? So, so, so there is that darkness and it's not something to be avoided. I mean, you can if you want. <laughs> it's not something that will be successfully avoided because it's you, it's who you actually are. So it's really up to you. How much of your life do you want to go through pretending that you're someone that you're not? You know? How much of your life do you want to spend in denial or avoidance? It's totally up to you. You can die that way with no problem. No one's going to judge you. And you can reincarnate and do it again. You know, most of us have done hundreds and hundreds of times. <laughs> and that's fine. There's no judgment. There's no agenda. It's really quite important. And then the opportunity is always there. To see, you know, to see things a bit differently. To see maybe how darkness may be a good thing. You know? If you were, if you had darkness inside and that were a positive thing, what would that look like? It's a good exercise. Take a piece of paper and write it down. If I had darkness in me that were positive, what would it be? You know, if you're introverted, you know, people who are introverts um, tend to have a really rich inner life. Okay, that is done inwardly. That's that's a that's a that's a darkness in a way. Okay, if you sort of see light as equated with like being expansive and um, extroverted and positive and you know joy and, and life and you know sort of all this all this uh, expansive and outwardly focused uh, energy, then you know then then the darkness will be the contraction. Okay, the coming back in the um, the, the quieter place, the place where you really connect with yourself deeply, things like that. And these are, um, these are inevitable, okay? The expansion, stasis, contraction, stasis is the life cycle of, of the world, of everything. Okay? Everything has that, everything has that pattern. Okay? You, can, you can look for it on a large scale, you can look for it on a small scale. It is, it is always the case. Um, that's why in yoga, they come back so often to the breath, okay? Because the breath is sort of a, well, one is because when you focus on the breath, you're, you're um, present, right? You're present, you have to be present in your body in order to bring, you know, once you bring your awareness to your breath, you become present. So that's one reason. And another is because it models this uh, expansion, stasis, contraction, stasis. That's what your breath does. You know, you don't spend a lot of time um, stopped at the top of your breath or stopped at the bottom, but you are, um, but you are always doing it at least a small amount. So, so in the contraction, you know, contraction is incredibly important, you know, and a lot of really great things happen in contraction. Um, you know, we sort of tend to see expansion as more fun. It feels good, but you know what happens is you go out and expand, you're positive, you're sort of, um, you know, sort of out there exploring, and then you come back into yourself and what happens is you integrate all of that new information and growth that you just did gets integrated when you're in contraction. That's why if you try and expand all the time and don't give yourself a chance to contract and, and rest and turn off and come back into yourself, then you, you burn out. You literally can't keep that up. It's impossible. Um, you know, Again, sort of as humans, we tend to kind of be drawn more toward the expansion, but it's not, it's 
not the whole story and it's not an option to always feel positive or to always you know expand. It's just not sustainable with the way this, this planet is same design. So um okay so 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 yeah as far as like positive you know positivity and negative negativity and um you know lightness light and darkness and things like that be aware you know be aware even of the duality within you know those you know it's like I'm, I'm calling this positive thinking it's like well that's kind of a dualistic way of looking at it right but that's kind of another topic we'll go ahead. <laughs> so so the, so the first the, the first problem with, with you know why these kinds of things don't work is that people take it too far they assume that's all they need to do they get lazy and they want to take a shortcut right and so it becomes avoidance right like doing all the workshops instead of going really deep into connecting to the problem that's that's you know, that's plaguing you um and so it's a way of avoiding avoiding going through the pain of actually addressing your issue head on okay and again this is completely natural if there were a pill to fix all the problems everyone would take it but it's just not effective, okay? And then the second part of it is that the law of attraction, as, as I mentioned earlier, is not the whole story, okay? So is it possible for it to work? Yes, absolutely. That's the example I gave earlier. If you have zero issues around, you know, success and finances, and keep in mind, by the way, that finances, money in today's world is, is very, um, very strongly correlated with survival, so now you're sort of to, to not have any issues around money is 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 impressive. It's an impressive thing. It's it's, it's not uncommon. You know, it's, lots of people don't have issues around it, but a lot more do <laughs> because it has to do with your really with your survival. Um, you know, in the way that strength used to back when we were sort of traveling the, the world of nomadic tribes. So, um, so yeah, will it work? Absolutely. Does it tend to for most people? Not at all. Okay. And that's because it's not the whole story. Okay. There's much more complexity to how you work as a human being that, you know, complicates and causes the law of attraction not to work. All right. So let's give an example of this. Um, one example is negative pleasure. Okay. Something called negative pleasure, which, um, which is an interesting concept. Um, and, and one that I, I learned in one of the, the four year schools that I intended. And, it's, uh, it's something that a lot of people do not take into account, all right? So negative pleasure is when you're doing something that doesn't serve you, that's not quote-unquote good for you or not what your system really wants you to do. So it's not like a, uh, an aligned, you know, positive intention type of thing. It's quite it's negative or it's sticky, all right? But it makes you feel good, okay? A really good example of this is gossip, okay? Um, I, I consciously gave this up probably you know, a decade ago, but, um, but I used to love it <laughs> and I see people doing it now and they'll get together and they'll be like, Oh my God, can you believe that's happening? Oh my God, no, can you she said this? What? No, she didn't. And what you're doing, like, it's not, you know, in, in an earlier episode, I, I mentioned, you know, bringing awareness to your words. Okay. And to your to what it is exactly that you're saying and how you're saying it. And the sort of overarching rule that I've used for quite some time is before you speak, ask yourself, is what you're about to say true, kind, and necessary? 
And if it's not any of those things, consider not saying it. Try it for a day. No, try it for an hour. Try it for 15 minutes. And you'd be amazed at the amount less that you speak when you're, when you're running things that you're about to say by, you know, through that, through that um, little you know, sieve there, okay? So gossip is none of those things, right? Rumor spreading makes you feel important, which feels good, okay? But it doesn't really serve you or the person you're spreading rumor about, does it? Or make you feel better. It's something about it feels, there's like pleasure in it, but not really. So you see how that's, that's that kind of mix? That's what negative pleasure is, okay? Um, if you have a negative belief about something and you are proven right, okay, rightness. Rightness is so powerful. People love feeling right, okay? People will sometimes, uh, believe it or not, this is honestly true, people will sometimes um, want to be right so much they will actually walk into death. Like they would rather die than, than be wrong. But rightness is is a is is extreme to such an incredible extent. <laughs> um, it feels so good to be right because you're sort of validated. And if your identity is wrapped up in that, then it confirms who you are and you feel safe in the world. It, it really goes quite far. So rightness, you know, if you're proven right, that's definitely negative pleasure. Okay. Uh, if you have a belief under the surface that gets confirmed. Okay. So even if um or I'll give a dating example. So I have I'll have clients who say, okay, you know, I I um I'm having a hard time um, getting dates women are rejecting. Okay. So I go, okay, why don't you try, you know, X, Y, and Z. But they're so attached that that they're not really trying it, right? Because they're, they're so comfortable being where they are that it's almost it's almost preferable for them to stay than to go into a new place. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 kind of that scary. And so um and so they'll come back and they'll be like, they're like, it didn't work. I got rejected again. And they'll talk about it a lot. And that's a really good way of recognizing um, negative pleasure. There's a lot of energy around it. So you'll keep talking about it. Do you ever notice how much energy there is in gossiping? I mean, you can just keep going and going and going. It's so fun. And you don't really like, you're not really growing. And you're not really like feeling pleasure, per se. But something about it keeps you going. It's like that momentum. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And you feel really right. And the other person's really raw and that feels really good. You know, this 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 happens a lot, I think, with uh with reality shows. You know, people sit there and watch reality shows and just judge. Just judge and judge and judge and feel right. And it feels great. Some reality shows are huge. <laughs> and it doesn't really promote growth or real happiness or make your life better, but it just feels good. Okay, so that's kind of what um, the negative part is about. Is that making sense so far? Okay. All right, good. So, uh, so feeling important, um, fulfilling patterns. Okay, like let's say that you're um, you're kind of a traveler, kind of an international um, traveling adventure type of person. Um, and so let's say you're traveling to adventure because you identify as an adventurer. And so because of that, you, you, you keep traveling even if you don't want to. So even if you don't, if, you know, if you're sort of not really wanting to, kind of wanting to like land and, and be somewhere and um, 
maybe set down some rooms and travel from there. You know, the, the obsession with, you know, I'm a traveler, I have to travel. If you're a traveler, you don't have to travel. You want to travel. If you have to travel, then you're working from a, a place of, of distortion, defense. I'm a traveler. I don't know who I am if I'm not a traveler. So I'm, I will travel no matter what. Does that make sense? So even though you're doing the thing that you love, you're doing it in a way that isn't serving you. Same thing with people who are going to all the workshops. Even though you're doing something you love, you love going to workshops. It's great fun. You're doing it in a way that's not serving you because you're trying to avoid the real work by skipping around and taking your lessons. So all of these things, again, I say this a lot, it's not about what you do, it's about how you do it, okay? And so this is really, this is really a really powerful thing. So negative pleasure is one of the biggest ways in which um, you know, it kind of works against the law of attraction because it feels good and so you keep doing it and then you don't get the results, okay? Um, and so it sort of leads out or skips over how seductive that is. And it's incredibly seductive. You know, try cutting out gossip for a day or a week, you know, or um, I think another example off the top of my head, but, you know, try shifting something that feels that good and you'll notice that it's not that easy, okay? This is a very seductive area of life. So just sort of saying, oh, wish it will go away. It's like, you know, yeah, but look at all the other things that are also pulling me. Are also working underneath the surface. Okay, so if this is all happening underneath the surface, then it's going to be uh, at best tempering and at worst canceling out your law of attraction or the positive. Okay. So, so what's really happening here, right, is that underneath the surface you're working against yourself. That's the whole overlying overlying situation right so so you know so you're you're doing positive thinking and you're working with a lot of traction it's great but you're not getting the results because underneath the surface there are very very deep beliefs okay very very deep you know images and patterns and um, ways that you see the world and things that you're really wanting to hold on to that's you know that aren't um that aren't aligned with, with what it is that you want and so if you're coming into positive thinking with a little bit of avoidance, it's like, oh, good, I'll go ahead and try this method because this sounds more fun than looking at all the dirty, messy, you know, shit that I had to go through in childhood. It just, it just it loses its efficacy, okay? And then what happens is that you're, um, you know, the, you're focusing on positive thinking, you're not getting the results, and you're not diving into the real issues, and you're not even moving towards getting the results that you want. You're not even progressing because you're sort of, you know, dedicating yourself to this, this thing, which is, which is not addressing the real cause. Okay. Um, so the underlying levels, and this is the point of the entire thing, the underlying levels, the issues, the distorted beliefs, the, the misconceptions that you've had since you were, you know, sometimes an infant, certainly very young, okay? All of these issues, beliefs, misconceptions, which are causing problems in the first place, they must be addressed. They've got to be addressed before real change can happen. 
Okay. Again, not that positive thinking doesn't have its place, but it's got to come, it necessarily has to come after, but it, it, it needs to be at least in conjunction with diving down, seeing what's really there, being brutally honest with yourself and, and looking at it head on. Because otherwise, you've got one foot on the gas, and you've got one foot on the brake, and you're not moving. Okay? Does anybody feel that way sometimes? I mean, it feels this is really a, a very common thing. Like, you know, people, you know, I, I, this is one of the first things I noticed when I started doing this work, is that my healer is saying to me, I have one foot of the gas and one foot on the brake. Okay? And I wasn't progressing anywhere. I wasn't coming through my issues. I wasn't having great realizations and developing as a person. I was just stuck there. Really well-intentioned, but stuck. Okay. And just nothing shifted at all. Okay. So, so if you're coming to positive thinking and you're adding that in, okay, if you're, um, you know, that's something on top of, um, on, on top of the, the deep work, Okay, on top of really looking at what's down there and what you may not really want to look at. And you know, once you do that, I mean, that's, that's the transformational work right there, in my experience. And there are a few different ways of doing this. Um, you know, when you get to sort of the more advanced levels, there are, there are other, other ways um, that you can sort of move through things without really sort of dredging up everything. But I have to say, you know, the, the, the way that has worked best for me, you know, and for the people that I've seen go through this, and it's been, hundreds and hundreds of people it's 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 you know going going deep within yourself okay these these issues they're deeper than the thought level okay the thought level can help okay um sometimes um when i'm working with a client and we've you know we've, we've dived deep and we've gone into things that happened when they were young and they've worked through that and they've released a huge amount and they're still kind of stuck Sometimes with the, um, just the habit of how they've been doing it for however many decades they've had this problem, that's when I'll start bringing in positive thinking. So, so the roadblocks are clear, okay? The roadblocks are clear, and now you can use the gas. But oh, that's a great metaphor. I should have thought about from the beginning. With the positive thinking, it's like putting both feet on the accelerator, but you're facing the roadblock. So you're just spinning your wheels. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> These are the kinds of things that really excite me in life. <laughs> so, so once you have that, um, the roadblocks clear. You have to clear the roadblocks first. Okay, don't 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 even bother trying to, you know, trying to get around them. You know, certainly not. You know, trying to get sort of over or on. You know, this is like a. a two-lane road and the whole thing is blocked, go through. You're going to get out of the car, you got to look at it, you got to see what's going on. And it can happen very quickly and very swiftly and easily. But that's really where the richness of the work is. Okay? That's really where the transformation happens because that's really where you shift your core beliefs about who you are and what the world is like. While you hold on to those, even if you go around the the you know, roadblock with, um, you know, with the positive thinking, with the law of attraction, which again, it's possible to do, you're, you're taking the roadblocks with you because they're a part of you. Okay, until you shift them, they're a part of you. 
so so it's like you can you can go around them, but then as you go forward, they're like towing behind you. Chain. Okay. So maybe you're making some progress forward, or maybe it's you know you're just sort of taking your shit with you, you know, or you're going more slowly than you. And the fact of the matter is that with those roadblocks, there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, these are inaccurate beliefs. Okay, they are misconceptions from a young age. And there are things which you, you know, tend to think you need to be afraid of, but you just don't. You just don't. Okay? I've been there a thousand times. I really have. And, and in going there and challenging those, those dark places in yourself, I mean, transformation happens and you are free like you've never experienced freedom in your life. Truly, I'm not exaggerating the slightest. Um, you know, you start seeing life differently. People respond to you differently. People, you know, tend to like you more. They're more attracted to you. They're more drawn to you. So, you know, if you're, if your roadblocks are around, you know, issues with women, you know, and you're a man you're trying to date and you can't figure out why you're not attracting women, then you, you look at, at your issues with women. And then you help, you know, with positive thinking on top of that. But you go, you know, you go into it and you address it inside and then you go, oh, okay. And then, you know, when you, when you face that belief and it shifts, all of a sudden there are women all over you, all over you. I actually had this happen. I had a client that I worked with. Um, he and I, so, so he came to me because he couldn't get a date to save his life. Okay. He was on every, you know, dating site known to man. Um, and he's a good looking guy and he's, he's cute and he's, um, really very socially skilled, um, and, and funny and fun to be around and not, you know, clingy. He had terrible, terrible self-confidence and couldn't get any woman to go out with him whatsoever. So he worked with me for about, I think about eight weeks. The training program that I run is eight weeks. And, um, I think he, yeah, I think he had gotten he was either at the end or a couple of days from the end. And he meets this woman, okay, who's mad for him. He dates her, okay? And then about four months later, he decides it's not what he wants and he ends it with her. The next day, he meets someone else. And they date for, I think, three or four months again. Same thing. He decided, nope, that's not quite right. Ended it with her. The next day, he met someone else. Three times, okay? Within 24 hours, he met uh, a woman that he then ended up dating for a significant period of time. And this was from, you know, not being able to get a date whatsoever. And so, you know, what was, what was happening is there were all sorts of confidence issues and self-worth issues and the way he saw himself. And so he would, you know, and there's all, there were all kinds of distortions in that. So the way he was seeing himself was projecting onto the people you know, and you you're always projected right energy is always there and and the energy really reflects these beliefs that we have deep in our system so you're always projecting what it is that you believe one way or another so you might as well project something that brings you what you want right like if what he was projecting was you know i'm a piece of shit and i'm worthless then you prove yourself right right all the women who, who he met were like yeah, I agree with you. Then when that shifted, and he thought, hmm, maybe I'm extremely attractive. Boom, 
people are attracted. Okay. It was that subtle of a shift. I'm worthless. Everyone agrees with you. Yep. That's what, that's the way people will react to you. I'm, I'm attractive. I'm a badass. Everybody wants me. Boom. All of a sudden, everybody wanted him. Okay. So it really can be, you know, that easy. And that was eight weeks worth of work. And he had never done anything like this before. Nothing at all. He had no experience whatsoever. And was really, I mean, by the time he came to me, he was hurting. You know, he, uh, oh, he was having a really hard time. Okay. Because it was just rejection left, right, and center. And he just, he couldn't find a way around it. And so what he, what he wasn't aware of, you know, he kept adjusting his dating life or his, you know, the way he talked to girls or where he looks for girls. And you start sort of adjusting the things that look like they should be the problem. And unfortunately, that's just not where the problem lies. Okay. The problem lies within. And, and it's not, you know, you could take another step and say, it's not really a problem per se. It's just what you're attracting. But if what you're attracting is not what you want, great. You can change your inner life and you can attract something that you do. And it absolutely can be that simple. Okay. So this is really quite important. And I, you know, I want to make sure that this is, that this communicates because, you know, again, we, we're very smart. We're very sort of reason oriented creatures. And so what we'll do is we'll start thinking. Bless it. Sometimes that really gets in our way. Because you're not that intelligence isn't important and valuable, but when you're thinking too much, when you're thinking a lot, you know, you're trying to solve a problem by figuring it out. Okay, I'm not getting any dates. All right, so I'm either on the wrong dating sites, uh, I'm doing something wrong, there's something wrong with the women, or I'm fundamentally unlovable. Okay, well, that's four out of an infinite number of options of what could be happening. And it sounds like a lot, but it's only four compared to infinity. So, so, you know, it's really important to kind of stay open to what might be going on, right? And to really consider that it might be something that's happening within you, especially in the dating world. It is, excuse me, it is so easy to, to blame the outside world. Ugh, women. You know, women in this day and age, they don't want to commit. You know, there are no women in my area. I live, you know, it's my town. The dating, my town is terrible. Okay. You see how with each of those things, you're just making yourself a victim. And you're just deciding that you have no power, no way to fix anything. And there's nothing you can do about it. So you're, you're literally just handicapping yourself. Or crippling yourself, depending on how powerful they are. So the more that you can own this, okay, the more you can take responsibility for what it is that you, um, the more you can take responsibility for your life experience, the more powerful you can be and the more um, in control of it, honestly, you will be. Okay, you'll be able to actually affect change in your life and significant change. And so the solution here is to go deep, go deeply into yourself, be brutally honest and confront what is real. You know, address, address your shadow. It's not a bad thing. It's just another part of you. Then once you've done that, that's when you can think positively and the results will be more powerful than you could possibly have imagined. Okay. 
So that's what there is to work on this week. Um, this has been a really wonderful topic. I'm thrilled that so many people were here joining, joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, again, this is The Art of Attraction. My name is Dominique Drew. You can find me at DominiqueDrew.com or uh, on Facebook, Dominique Drew Coaching, Consulting, and Speaking. And um, yeah, I help single men attract life partners through personal relationship coaching. And this is exactly an example of what it is that I do. So please feel free to, uh, to comment, to ask questions. Um, I'm always here to be a resource for people. And thank you so much for joining me this week. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.